Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? Oh my goodness, guys, gals, theys, listeners, we're back. Bad Etiquette Podcast, another solo episode. Um, hope you enjoyed uh, episode eighty-seven with Will. Um, really fucking cool. Great conversation. Loved having him over. Uh, you know, stinking up my couch and convincing me to go out to do some thrift shopping. We actually ended up going the next day. And finding, like, a couple really fucking cool clothes at uh, Plato's Closet. Um, Turns out Plato's Closet, that's actually, like, a pretty fucking uh, popular thing all over the country. They're really popular in the South, I'm told. There's, like, memes and shit about it. I had no fucking idea. Like, Plato's Closet sounds pretty fucking cool as a name. Excuse me. And then you go in there and you're like, oh, God. It's not that cool. People fucking act cool in there, like the clerk and everything. I thought I, I found a t-shirt or like a long sleeve, and I went up there and I thought this chick was hitting on me. The way she was talking to me, like no one talks to me with so much interest ever. I was like, damn, like must be fucking putting out the vibe today because she was talking to me, like asking me what I was doing. You know, I ended up telling her like so much. She must have been like a fucking police interrogation expert or something i can't tell i i told her about my knee injury that i like jujitsu that i couldn't be doing that right now that i'm hanging out with my friend and he's in town and i'm not from here like the amount of information she extracted made me feel like such a dumb son of a bitch after i was like fuck like how the hell did she get my social security number (laughs) and then uh even will like standing behind me he was like thinking the same thing like damn he's she, she's fucking spitting game over here and then i you know get my receipt finish the transaction walk uh away you know six feet or whatever socially distance and fucking sure enough will walks up she does the same goddamn thing to him and i was like oh well, it wasn't even me so that's just how she is with everyone so unless she was like you know shooting her shot at me and will you know very different ends of the spectrum you know, but whatever. Anyway, welcome back, guys. Episode 88. Um, cool number, I guess, if you're a Nazi. Um, it is a cool number. Uh, it does have uh, some unfortunate historical connotations, but unless you're actually one of those unfortunate historical connotations, yeah, it doesn't matter. Just, you know, fucking, I'm not a Nazi. You're not a Nazi. Fucking number 88 is cool. Why not have it around? Um, Why do they even call it 88? 88, I think it's HH, because H is the, what is it, the eighth letter in the alphabet? Which is just like, I mean, you could just fucking say the alphabet out of order. Nullifies that real quick. But yeah, H for Heil, uh, you know, um, what the fuck, what's his name? Trump? No. Fuck, what's Hitler. There we go. I couldn't fucking think of it. Um, Yeah, that's where the 88 in white supremacy comes from in nazi town but there's also some like really aren't there some like really fucking big athletes with 
jerseys? Let me look that up. Who jersey number is 88? Who the fuck is a closet Nazi? Guarantee it's a black guy, too. Like, it's too cool of a number for some whitey. Also, yeah, you couldn't be given a white guy number 88. I literally fucking typed closet, like closet Nazi, because I was saying it out loud. I'm fucking retarded. Okay. Um, 88 number jersey player. Will that work? NFL players jersey number 88. Let's see who has number 88. Um, Carter, Gonzalez, Harrison, Irvin, Mackey, Page, Parker, Pearson, Sanders, Speedy, Swan. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say Carter, Irv, Irvin, Mackey, and Sanders and Gonzalez aren't white dudes, but I don't fucking know. Who's the number 88 on the Raiders? Marcel Aitman. Um, Marcel, not a big, uh, white guy name. Just going to say it. Uh... Number 88 on the Dallas Cowboys. Drew Pearson. Um, I have no idea. Drew Pearson, that, that can go either way. Six feet tall. White, but up, oh, black guy. Oh, he's like an older, he's pro football hall of fame. Okay, yeah. Wow. Anyways, the, the number 88 isn't that important, but it, that's the uh, number of the episode. I... <sighs> When I started skateboarding back in 2004, was that fucking 15, 6, 17 years ago? I started skateboarding 17 years. No, that can't be right. Is that math right? What, 10? Okay, what? 18? Okay, okay, okay. 2004 is 2021 now. Why can't I do that math? We got what? Plus 10 is 2014, plus 6, 2020, 17. Okay, so I started skateboarding 17 years ago. Um, that's nice and embarrassing. I got to tell you right now, I haven't gotten better in the last 10 years, so there's a problem here. <laughs> there was a shoe company in 2004. It was founded in 2002 by Chris Markovich, who was my favorite skateboarder when I started skateboarding in 2004, it was founded Oh two and it's number was 80 or its name was 88 footwear. And they got, they couldn't sell the shoes in Canada because they said, Oh, this is a, like a Nazi thing. So they couldn't sell the shoes in Canada because of a number kind of weird kind of lame and they weren't nazis like i have a list of names here for all of the uh riders that skated for 88 footwear and there's at least zero people maybe let's see okay here's who hmm person people of color on 88 footwear adrian mallory is a kind of darker skinned man but you know, not quite the black persuasion. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's all a bunch of white dudes. The Nuge, Don Wen, from, he's Vietnamese. He's from fucking Oklahoma, where Vietnamese people come from. Um, <laughs> he's, he's an Asian fella. He's one of my favorite skateboarders. Also, I don't know 
if what this says about me as a non-Nazi, but a lot of my favorite skateboarders today are actually skateboarders that used to be on 88 footwear. Christian Svitak, Chris Markovich, uh, Justin Strubing, The Nuge, Corey Duffel, Peter Watkins, Peter Hewitt, just to name a few because I can't uh, remember the rest. But, like, God, those those guys are some of my fucking favorite goddamn skateboarders of all time. And there was this shoe company called 88 Footwear. And they have a really fucking cool logo. And it kind of... <laughs> Kind of makes sense. Not cool. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say it's a cool logo. It it it's it looks like something, like they put one Nazi thing, like with another, like eighty eight the number, but then they put wings around the eighty eight. Look like they look like angel wings on the number eighty eight, and <laughs> it kind of does look like they're not gonna sell that in Canada. <laughs> It it looks like someone tried to invent like a new neo-Nazi logo, but they they didn't. It, they just named it after their favorite year in skateboarding. It was Chris Markovich and some other guy, 1988. You know, that's when like street skateboarding like really took off, and you know, vert was kind of dying out. It was the end of the 80s. You know, that's like 88. Like hair metal's done. You know, that's a great year. You know, hair metal, all that fucking horrible excuse for metal. That shit's over. Get uh, you know. Melvins are well underway. Like eighty-eight, great fucking year. Um, horrible number if you're white, I guess. Uh, really good number if you're a black football player, though. So you know, take that with what you will. I didn't mean to spend so much time, you know, on eighty-eight, the number. But I just thought it was cool. Like it's a cool number, and I hate the racist connotations because I'm not racist. I'm not friends with racists. I don't want to be associated with anything racist or racism like that so but 88 numbers pretty cool and i wish i uh got to skate those shoes when i was a kid because they were out of business by the time my family was actually able to afford to buy me a pair of skate shoes anyways so yeah that's that's all she wrote so um I just want to, you know, start here 10 minutes in, uh, say rest in peace to Jessica Walter, you know, Lucille Bluth, Lucille, Mallory Archer, rest in peace, terrific actress, voice of a cartoon character, one of my favorite cartoons, top two, top three cartoons ever, like adult cartoons, animation, Archer, forget about it that shit is my fucking favorite that's when i like found out like oh cartoons can be funny because it was like a lot of really good um what do you call it what do you call it like like callbacks and like inside jokes and like repeating is really fucking terrific damn dude i'm watching ufc one in this first fight this guy just got his fucking i for those of you don't know ufc was not always so polished it's literally just two random guys in random weight classes fighting and this guy from the polynesian islands he's you know big simone looking motherfucker got his teeth knocked the fuck out no mouth guards no shin pads no gloves nothing just got kicked in the face teeth knocked the fuck out and then punched and not and 
like the ref came in and stopped it and they're both like kind of like is it over like what do we do like you know not a whole lot of not a whole lot of that's fucking crazy dude could you imagine just like oh i'm gonna whoop this guy's ass and then he kicks your fucking entire grill out d grills you look goes shoots for the takedown stuffs the takedown shoves him into the fence switch switches stance kicks him shin right to the mouth knocks him out pretty crumples into the cage and then he punches him good lord that's not good let's see those teeth let's see them let's see that grill where's it at where you at the worst part is like you know he's a big guy but there's something about like big soft you know fluffy you know i'll just say fat people like when they're hurt, I'm hurt. They look like Teddy Bear. They look like the sweetest goddamn things on the planet. They're not feeling good about themselves already, I, you know, if you're just assuming. And he's upset. He just went, fuck, you know? He looks like he's about to cry. And I would, too. Oh, he's getting consoled by another big guy. These guys, there's no way either one of these guys are still alive. Like, diabetes has taken their feet, at least. But still, holy shit, man. How do how do how come like people from like the Polynesian Islands and Samoa are so big? Like what's like what is up with that? Is it like their diet? Is it like their diet after outside like European like you know colonization introduced that? What is that about? <laughs> yeah, this is gonna fucking. <laughs> are you trying to say you're not a Nazi? <laughs> what's the matter with these people and their diet? <laughs> Seriously. I gotta look this up. God, just oh, he has a nice Hawaiian-looking blanket on him. He's he's fine. He'll be okay. Some tall, skinny, dorky white dude. Funny connection. Uh, tall, skinny, dorky white dudes actually win the most Fear Factor episodes. Fun fact: If you want to gamble on a show with a pre-recorded ending, that you could look up. No, I bet on the tall, skinny, awkward white guy. Um, Polynesian. What if it's not even Polynesian? And I'm just saying that wrong. And I'm just like insulting an entire Polynesia. Polynesian. Fat people. Obesity in the Pacific. There's an entire Wikipedia article. This thing is had to be written by one of the eugenicists. This is ridiculous. Pacific Island nations and associated states make up the top seven on a 2007 list of heaviest countries and eight of the top ten. In all these cases, more than 70% of citizens aged 15 and over are obese. A mitigating argument is that the BMI measures used to appraise obesity in Caucasian bodies may need to be adjusted for appraising obesity in Polynesian bodies, which typically have larger bone and muscle mass than Caucasian bodies. Ha! Take that, whitey. However, this would not account for the drastically higher rates of cardiovascular disease and type 2 diabetes among the same islanders. Oof. That is not good. Oh, man. There's this there's this woman who comes in to uh, Starbucks, and I, I won't name names, but she's a Polynesian fat person, you know? She gets frappuccinos with, like, extra whipped cream, like, blended in the frappuccinos. She's just, like... She, I, I, I don't think she could run, but she is racing 
death to the finish line every fucking day. <sighs> Moving on. Um, yeah, I wonder what... Oh, here it causes. Much of the local diet consists of processed, salty, and calorie-dense imported foods such as spam or corned beef rather than fresh fish fruit and vegetables some high saturated fat foods such as mutton flaps and turkey tails are sold in the pacific islands due to relatively low wealth you know that sucks a relatively sedentary lifestyle including among children is also contributing to rising obesity rates you fucking know shit god that's so weird hmm Obesity in the Pacific Islands is also thought to be influenced by cultural factors, including past poor public health education on diet, exercise, and health. Micronutrient deficiencies are also common. Feasting and festivals continue currently to be major parts of life. Imported foods have been given higher social status than local healthier foods, and historically a large body size was associated with wealth, power, and beauty. High rates of obesity appear within 15 months of birth. Ooh, dude, that's crazy. I bet COVID fucked those islands up. Do you hear? Do you hear that? Like, eighty percent of all the people hospitalized in the ICU with a with a COVID were obese people. That's crazy. China like literally tried to exterminate fat people. That's some Nazi shit right there. What's the Chinese symbol for eighty-eight? Or are numbers like universal? Like, are numerics the same in every language? Like, if you were to draw a number eight in Russian, would it still be a number eight? Or would it be, like, uh, getting killed by the government? Like, what is it? I am not having a very healthy dinner. I have some of my favorite candy and a monster energy drink. I hope Kylie doesn't hear this before. Well, I guess by the time she hears this, this will be long gone, but I was at CVS getting batteries for this fucking podcast, and I get the batteries, and I get the Monster Energy drink, and I get in line, and I realize there's two fucking lines. There's one for the cashier, and mind you, there is a long-ass line. There's seven people in line. There's one cashier open. Why the fuck does that always happen? Just get get another cashier. You you gotta fucking tell me there's not another person working in this entire CVS. The, the, the thing's the size of my whole apartment complex in there. You can't fucking find one more employee to open a register so I can get these goddamn tampons to get the fuck out of here. It's fucking ridiculous, right? So I realize there's two lines. They have these self checkout booths now. These little you know, like you know, the free shoplifting machines, as you all know if you listen to the Bruno episode. Um. Yeah, like, fucking, no one's in line for that. And there's one person actually using them. And I go, what the hell is this shit? And I'm trying to stand in line to, like, the batteries are right next to the line where everyone stood up. Stood, uh, standing in line, stood up. Sorry, I'm watching the fight. They stood them up. Uh, Excuse me. I'm trying to look at the batteries here so I can put them in the recorder for the podcast. And there's some fucking tweaker bitch just like emptying out her purse and like dumping it all over the ground next to the fucking like batteries. And I'm like, I'd really like to look at, you know, these double A's, but there's some goddamn syringe over there. This fucking freak. God. And so, you know what she does? Someone else gets, uh, 
uh, walks up to the register so the line gets a little shorter. She grabs all of her shit and just scoots it along the carpet so I can have enough room to look at the batteries. Thank you, tweaker lady, you fucking weirdo. So I get the batteries. I walk down a couple aisles, just, you know, lollygagging, fucking uh, farting throughout the aisles. And I grab a monster and I come back. And that's when I realize, hey, there's two lines. Um, n- no one's in the self-checkout line. Everyone's in the cashier line because CVS has never had self-checkout. That's a goddamn brand new. I don't even think Walgreens has that yet. And so I get in the self-checkout line. I'm like, fuck this shit. I go up there and I start ringing my fucking items in and I literally got a pack of batteries and a monster. What's that? Like 12, 13 bucks at tops. I get my total and it's fucking $32. And like, I almost put my card in cause I'm like, Oh wait, I got to put my uh, phone number in to get the discount. This dumb bitch. I put my fucking number in and it goes from 32 to $30, and, and I'm like, oh, that sounds better. I saved some money. And then I'm like, wait a fucking second. $30? What the hell? What am I buying, Plan B? Why the fuck is it so expensive? God damn. Dude. So I look, and I realize I, like, go back, and I have to, like, bink, bink, bink. And these self-checkouts are so annoying. They literally narrate everything you're buying. They literally narrate it. Batteries ten ninety nine, monster three eighty two and and I added that up. It, it was no thirty something, so I click back in the screen and there's like seven other fucking items, uh. on the goddamn screen like Hawaiian rolls and shit. And I'm like, who the hell? <laughs> Hawaiian rolls <laughs> like the fat people from Polynesia. Um, who the hell? thinks they're gonna get away with this shit so i like i it says there's a request help button so i hit the help button and then i look around and realize there's only one person fucking working here and they're already checking everyone out and there's a big fucking line so what's the what's the goddamn what do i do you know what's the what am i supposed to do fucking i just stand there and i go oh you're not gonna stop the only job you have to come help me, which is the same job. I literally have to get the cashier to stop being a cashier to come over to be a cashier because their fucking self-checkout machine works. I just got back in line and was like, fuck it. Turns out the fucking tweaker lady with the goddamn person shit had gone up there, tried to check out, lost her phone because she's a fucking lunatic on drugs. You know how great grasp on reality they have and just left without paying for shit or whatever comes back is looking for her phone and i'm like oh god like there's some dude standing in line behind me like uh what's going on are you done with the self-checkout i'm like i it added a bunch of shit i don't have i don't know and of course you know he's old white guy he's like oh fucking machines and i'm like yeah i got fucking making shit easier on us shit so i just get in line and i fucking get my shit and I tell the guy at the counter like about it I'm like hey there's some fucking fuckery going on here self checkout machine and he's like yeah I was just about to fix that before he got in line I was like god damn it and so now here I am I got back in line grabbed some starburst and some red vines and it's not the regular red vines it's like the the ones in the 
in the bag, like the little like medium sized bag or whatever. These aren't full blown licorice. They taste a little different, and they're like a little they're a little shorter. They're literally the size of my dick. I mean, my dick isn't this skinny, but if you ever go to CVS and look at the red vines that are just hanging there on one of the hooks, get that bag. You feel that? You feel that length? You feel that fucking ribbed girth? That's my dick. Yeah, here we are. Having the worst dinner of my life. Monster Energy Drink. Monster Energy Drink. Starburst Gummies and Red Vines. I mean, don't get me wrong. I guarantee you, there's a Polynesian out there who'd love this dinner, but not so good for me. Who am I to fucking judge? Literally talking shit about obese people as I'm adding diabetes to my mouth. You can hear how husky I'm getting just eating this shit. Oh my god. This is brought to you by being home alone. I'm completely home alone, guys. This has been so nice. Hannah's in the Polynesian Islands, <laughs> actually, fucking fighting through her Hawaiian rolls. And I'm here stuck at home. Kylie's visiting her parents. I'm fucking, oh, this is so nice. I'm walking around naked. I'm fucking shitting with the door open, coming on places I don't usually come on. It's great. Fucking making a mess. Having candy for dinner. This is why, like, I asked a po- I asked a question on Instagram. Had people answer it. And I was like, why do men die sooner than women? This is exactly why. You leave me alone for two fucking days. I have a monster energy drink, two bags of candy, and I almost get in a fight with a machine at CVS. As soon as soon as there is a machine that can like defend itself that knows like a little bit of like judo or something, I'm fucked. Men are fucked. We are fucked. Fucksville. You know how many like cocky like douchebags I've like wrestled and fought and like gotten in stupid little skirmishes with? Imagine there was just like a robot. Every time you got mad at a piece of technology, I'm telling you, technology's coming for me first. As soon as my phone is actually as smart as it says it is, I'm fucked. It is putting me in the grave. It is slitting my throat as I sleep. I'm going to hold it up to my ear, and there's just going to be a big needle stuck through my head. I'm going to fucking fall down, and it's just going to walk all over my body. It's going to plant a little flag in my head, like in Mars Attacks. Damn it, that's what I was going to watch. I was going to get really high and watch Mars Attacks. Fuck, that's a good movie. I think it's on Hulu right now. If you uh, if you're, if you're listening in April, I'm sure it's still on Hulu. <laughs> this is cool. This is UFC one, and there's actually a female commentator sitting at the desk. I've never seen. They don't have female uh, color commentators or play-by-play commentators in the UFC right now. They only have um, Laura Sanko, Megan Olivi, Olivi. Fuck, can't say her name. Um, and I'm forgetting the other lady's name. Forgive me. It's not because she's... <sighs> yeah. So. Yeah, dude. Home Alone. This has been... That's I'm recording this at like, what is it? 9.30? 10, 10 o'clock at night? This is fucking awesome. Oh, shit. There goes Hoist Gracie walking into the octagon. 
There he goes. First time people on earth get to see jujitsu on television. So fucking exciting. Jiu-jitsu. Hoist crazy. 6'1", 180 pounds from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. He's going to fuck some people up with his pajamas. You guys who don't know jujitsu or have never seen it or watched it or like been to a class, you're truly missing out. I, I know I've annoyed all of you to fucking tits with this, but it's changed my life. Here I am eating candy for dinner and judging fat people. It's the best way to go. It's the best way to go. Man, this is going to be exciting. I don't think I've ever actually watched all of UFC 1 before. I've only seen like clips, highlights, and shit. Oh, is this dude coming out with one boxing glove? What's his name? It's like Kevin Pearson or something. No, Pearson was the, the guy with the football. The football, the number 88 jersey. Jeez, who's this guy? I don't know who this guy is. Put his name back on the screen. Jesus. The ultimate fighting championship. Dude, this is so different. You guys would not believe. Art Jimerson, 6'1", 196 pounds from St. Louis, Missouri. I hate that, man. It's just, it's so funny, like, when they see, they show these guys uh, pre-workout or pre-fight or whatever, and they're like, it's like their highlight video or their hype video, and they're just, like, on an elliptical. <laughs> People knew nothing about fucking training and fitness and all the crazy shit you can do now. They just knew, like, fucking lift weights, run, take steroids, and fucking bite down and use your goddamn brain. Skull, brain, whatever. Anyways. <sighs> also, um, by the time you're hearing this, rest in peace, DMX, maybe? Huh? I don't know. He's still alive, as far as I know. I'm going to look it up right now. Maybe he died. Maybe he maybe he literally died like a few minutes ago. And it's like breaking news because I'm not on social media right now. DMX, American Rapper. Demi Lovato feels survivor's guilt after DMX's overdose. Way to fucking make it about you, bitch. God. Just want a fucking look at look at this. Every headline: Demi Lovato, 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 Demi Lovato. The fucking top ten are all about Demi Lovato. Meanwhile, DMX, a black man in America, is just fucking hooked up to a machine, just on life support, and they make it about some little fucking coos, some little white girl. Is she white? I have no idea. Jesus Christ. Earl Simmons. That's a powerful ass name. DMX's real name is Earl Simmons, guys. God damn. Fucking DMX. It says years active, 1991 to present. <laughs> 
I don't even know if there's any brain active. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, seriously, though, hope he's okay. <sighs> Man. I am here to say I am texting while podcasting. Don't tell the police. Oh, we know that's driving. Never mind. You can tell them. Okay. Whew. Um, guys, I had a fucking blast this weekend. By the time you're listening to this, it's like two weeks out, but... I, Dallas Bronson, took Kylie to the desert with our friends, Dane, Daniel, Garrett, Ashley, Haley, and, and, and yeah, that's everyone, right? You got everyone? We went camping in the fucking California desert. We went to the famous skate spot, the Nude Bowl. And guess what? When you're really high, you call it the love bowl, like I did. I was really high. Oh, man. Oh, my God, guys. You would not believe this. Iconic skate spot with my friends, my girlfriend, couple of their girlfriends. You couldn't, you couldn't even believe it. I couldn't skate. (laughs) Fucking knees still fucked up. I tried. I really tried. It was not pretty. I didn't hurt myself, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was, it was, it was embarrassing. It was bad. I took a bunch of cool photos of my friends though. That's really cool. Uh, a couple days out from the trip now, sending each of them all the cool photos I took. And I realized not a single fucking photo of me was taken. There's not a single photo of me there. There's no proof. There's like a video of me eating shit, skateboarding, but like, other than that, uh, there's no proof I was ever at the Love Bowl. Other than the fact that all the photos of all my friends there were taken by me. Obviously, someone had to be behind the camera. But Jesus, man. So fucking bummed. Anyways, not bummed about that. I'm over that. That's stupid. I had such a fucking good time there. Man, we can't. I cooked my first tri-tip. On a fucking charcoal barbecue that Dane brought. It was so goddamn windy. It was crazy. First of all, to get there, you have to take like a dirt road off of the highway. And and this is cool because I, I have a fucking uh, forerunner. And it has four-wheel drive. I've never gotten to use four-wheel drive. Can't use four-wheel drive on a pavement. It'll ruin your turny-wernies or whatever the fuck they're called. I don't know shit about cars. Got to use my four-wheel drive. We fucking just drove out there. Oh, so fucking cool. Just like drove up steep ass fucking little hills and shit to get there. It was so cool. I totally get the whole off-roading thing now. Like the four-wheeling. Like it literally is just like just rolls over whatever things your regular cars and regular SUVs can't do. My car can do that. It's a 20-fucking-year-old car, and it can get down, bitch. That's crazy. Damn, my car is older than, like, a lot of my coworkers. That's fucking nuts. 
My car's almost as old as my skateboarding career is. Which is, you know, non-existent. Sorry, the girlfriend's texting. Gotta let her know to shut the hell up, I'm podcasting. I'm just kidding. Um, Alright. Yeah, oh my god. It was so fucking windy, though. We I can't believe we got any of our tents set up. We got a couple tents set up. We had to, like, park our uh, fucking trucks next to each other to like create like a barrier from the wind still i kept getting dirt in my eye the whole time like as far as far as you know weekends go one of the funnest weekends of my life you know just a lot of a lot of cool shit just hanging out like having beers kicking it with your friends and we're literally there for like one night just one night you know got there in the afternoon kicked it fucking ate some beef jerky and skated and sun went down and Got some, you know, lanterns turned on. Got our tents set up and hit some golf balls. This is cool. We didn't have any uh, tees. I didn't have any tee golf tees. I did somewhere in my truck, but I wasn't gonna fucking dig them out. Um, so there, there. It's this is like an isolated place. This is way out in the desert. Shotgun shells everywhere. Spent cartridges. Five five six two two three three zero eight fucking thirty thirty fucking nine mil twenty twos of course everywhere just like bullet casings and shotgun shells broken glass and trash just cover it's one of the most disgusting camp camp spots uh, you'll ever go um there was a diaper nearby like it's really like honestly not you know as far as camping goes you should not fucking camp there and I'll get into that in a little bit if it's not obvious already uh (laughs) oh shit here we go ken w shamrock six feet tall 220 pounds from lockford california lockford california that's probably way out in the middle of fucking nowhere i've never heard of that that's probably where we went this place nude bowl is in the desert hot is uh in the desert hot springs area desert hot springs let me tell you about this place desert hot springs has is 86% higher crime rate than all of the cities and towns in all of California. There, you know how many hundreds and thousands of like little cities, little towns, little incorporated areas, desert hot springs, higher than 86% of them, which God knows what the hell the other, you know, 14% are like, but Jesus, it's 87th in the top 100 most dangerous fucking cities in America. You have a 1 in 227 chance of getting of, of being the victim of a violent crime in California. You have a 1 in 113 chance in Desert Hot Springs. You know how many do you fucking could you imagine could you imagine if someone said, "Hey, here's uh $113, but if you spend one of them, it will kill you or punch you in the face. You'd be like, oh, Jesus. Um, okay, that's kind of fucking crazy. You know, you'd be like, you'd be a little wary about those dollars, huh? You'd be like, huh, son of a bitch. I better take it easy, you know? If you had $227, you'd be like, I'll just give some of this money away. Like, I got some money to spare. But $113, that's not a lot of dollars. I don't know. That's my horrible fucking analogy for whatever the hell you'd like to call it how violent it is there now 
I didn't experience any violence on this trip, but I could have. We finally get the tent set up, and Dane set up this canopy, and he has all these tarps taped around it I had to help him. That's one of the fun parts about camping, you know, is like, is you get to really like put in some hard work with your friends and you can only like just a, like minor uh, pieces of comfort is like all you're going for. You're like, Oh, I just need to like get a chair somewhere. Just get a beer, just get a little bit of shade, get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of shelter, get a little bit of light. It's just like the little things. It makes you really appreciate like, you know, coming home, you get a light, a hot shower, my Theragun, you know, my dildo, all of this stuff. You just, you know, don't have out in the wild like that in the desert, in the California desert. 100% people have been killed there, are still getting killed there, and there's bodies in that desert without a doubt. There's no way around. I was just like, I didn't want to say anything to freak Kylie out or freak anyone else out, but I was like, hey, people get fucking killed out here. It's death. There is death, and you can smell it in the air. It's like a really cool, fun place, but... It's like, you know, oh, cool, look at the haunted house. Uh, why is it so creepy? Oh, axe murderer killed his whole family and, you know, turned the axe on himself in the, you know, attic, whatever. Like, you can tell. You, it's just there. Anyways, I cooked my first tri-tip on the... Tri- you love my fucking attention span? Just going goddamn scatterbrained over here. <sighs> I'm literally running out of breath because I'm so fat with starburst and red vines and monster energy drink i just wanted to brag about the first try tip i cooked it to perfection it was amazing and how you have no no idea i totally get why people enjoy cooking and why people enjoy barbecue and all this shit i cooked this try tip that I bought from a store. It was pre-seasoned. I'm not marinating anything. I'm not quite there yet. It was amazing. It was so good. I like eyeballed it. I literally cooked with a flashlight. Like the the charcoal was cooking it, but I had to check the flashlight, you know, to shine on it. Be like, eh, it looks good. Maybe we should flip it now. It came out perfect. And I got to feed everyone in the campsite. They all had dinner. You know, we brought, we, we brought hot dogs and burgers and stuff, but we didn't we didn't eat any of the hot uh, hot dogs until like we got we're getting really hungry. And then people just appetized on the hot dogs. They were really waiting for the tri tip. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" You know, and it was just like I thought they were just being nice because it's my first one. But I served everyone a couple pieces, and then I got the last hunk or two, and it was pretty fucking good. I was very happy. I like there was like a new kind of endorphin. Like wow, I fed the village. You know, it was like getting back to that old caveman shit, tribes and shit. Where I'm like, you know, in the village, and I sir, I'm like the fucking provider. God, that felt so cool. It felt amazing. And then Daniel felt the uh, same thing the next morning. He cooked us breakfast on my cast iron pan. That's right. Got a fucking cast iron pan. I'm a man. I just checked off one more box to prove that I am a man in some infinitesimal way that is so, you know, arbitrary. 
but I got it and I'm happy about that. So why not? God, this guy does not know leg locks. It is clear, fucking embarrassing. Ken Shamrock's about to rip your fucking ankles and knees apart, bitch. You better hurry up. Tapping. He's tapping. We're done. Yep. Whew. It's all over. Kind of anticlimactic. Oh, I love that the ref has to like pull him off. Oh, damn. Did he, he actually tore his fucking knee up or what? His ankle's fucked up. You didn't know when to tap? That's what happens. That's what happens. Anyways, so we finally get to sleep. We get, you know, get, get our food, whatever. Sick of the wind blow. The winds, mind you, picture all this. The wind is just like... <laughs> just like hitting everything it was it was a little difficult we had some things blow away but i went to sleep and i could not stay asleep to save my life because of all the fucking wind and i thought i heard some like footsteps in the middle of the night and i was just like i was probably like an animal or i'm just hearing things because all the winds making things move around and shit Someone fucking crept into our campsite, snuck into our campsite, just came with the wind, covered by the noise of nature in this desert. They stole tools in a tool bag away from the campsite, never to be seen again. Didn't even realize it was gone. Well, it was one of the guys. I didn't even realize it was gone till a day or two later. I had one of them calling me like, hey, man, like, did you, you wouldn't happen to have like packed up a red Milwaukee bag? I'm like, no, dude, I, I you know, I, I could check, but I, I got everything. Like, I'm pretty sure I know what's in there. And he's like, yeah, I, I know. I don't know why anyone else would take it. It has my name written right on it. <sighs> Fucking someone snuck into the campsite. And that's so terrifying. Could you imagine, like, if this was, like, the old, old days, you know, little, you know, medieval times, little tribal times, someone snuck into your encampment, stole something, we'd go find them and cut their fucking hand off. You'd go, oh, man, it, it would not be pretty. Not a good look. And then, like, around five in the morning... This fucking truck with, like, a set of lights on the roof just pulls up, blasting this music in Spanish. Not mariachi music, but it was, like, the most terrifying music. Because, you know, not just because I couldn't understand the words, but just, like, it had something sinister in it. And it just these lights were like shown over the fucking desert valley and this music just erupted out of nowhere. And just imagine like the most terrifying song. Like imagine what the music that should have been playing when uh, Tony Montana watched his brother get killed in the hotel room in Scarface. Like, that's, like, the music that it was playing. Woke the whole fucking... Well, not even the whole goddamn... Camp. I think it woke, like, me and Kylie up. Maybe someone else. And it was so terrifying. Finally, like... We, like, got out of our tent. Because we, we were fucking spooked. You know? 
I, I was like, this is fucking terrifying. This is some cartel shit. I don't know if you guys have ever seen No Country for Old Men, but there's one point when these trucks come over the fucking hill and shine their like big like lights. Dude, it's it was exactly like that. It was fucking terrifying. And it's all the more terrifying because one, we're vulnerable. We're in a tent. We're outdoors. The winds, you know, I don't have shoes on. It's kind of fucking terrifying. It's scary, you know? There's some strangers. Who knows who they are, why they're here. There's this place is covered in shotgun shells and you know, bullet you know, bullet casings and shit. Brass and trash and there's definitely bodies out there somewhere like people have been killed there for sure guaranteed it just it was i was like and it turns out everyone else in camp had the same thought of like oh wow we're kind of like vulnerable out here like anyone could just kind of sneak up and like kill us in the night and just like end like you could like just like i know what it sounds like like oh yeah we know you go camping and then you know jason Voorhees comes and you know fucking murders you all but it's like no not like that like some criminal can just come in and just be like fucking kill everyone bury them steal their shit there's no one around to be like i heard some gunshots over on the nude bowl like there's no neighbors no nothing there could have just been anyone fucking showing up to shoot or kill or stab or whatever the fuck and then just take all of our shit drive our off-road vehicles you know god knows where and fucking i gotta get a fucking what do you call it a trail cam set that up for the next time we go camping I could not fucking believe it. And then so we get and we get in the fucking my truck and try to sit in there and the you know, truck drives away. They cause they notice like people are awake and doing something. I don't even know if they knew that there was people down there. They could have just been literally just it was like two dudes and like chicks, I think. Like you could hear like dumb bitch laughter. So you're like, oh wow, you're so fun, blasting music in the desert at five in the morning in fucking desert hot springs get a life am i right um don't take mine (sighs) just what like what the hell i don't even think they realize like dude there's like three tents down here and three trucks and there's like people sleeping like what the fuck are you doing just inconsiderate assholes you know how many fucking people drove up there and drove by a lot Turns out there was another car or two or truck or who knows what the fuck can drive up there without their goddamn, you know, four wheel drive. And it turns out there's more that drove up there when I was sleeping that didn't wake me up. That woke one of the other people in the campsite up. So it was just like each of us had our own like little like, who's this? Who's that? What's going on? Oh, man. We finally got back in the tent, but I had to get my fucking rifle out of the back. Uh, back of the truck and sleep next to it and hold it like a little bitch. I was terrified, man. And turns out someone actually already came in the goddamn campsite and fucking stole something. They're fucking... Ugh. Dude. Man. <sighs> that was terrifying. But yeah, we used the shotgun shells as tees to, to hit the uh, golf balls off of. I don't know if I ever finished that. I just wanted to wrap that part up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we woke up in the morning, and 
obviously that's all i know someone said that's like the worst way to tell a story or start the story like you always wake up who is it robert california in the office he's like it's just bo- it's boring to say you woke up like you wait that's how you start every day like you don't need to put that in there <laughs> I, I like that i try to like i try to convey that to people like i don't i i know you went you went to the bathroom you know just like little pet like dumb shit god i never thought i never thought that i would feel more unsafe so isolated from people than i do here in a city looking out a sea of thousands of people and all these thousands of lights and like i hear sirens all the time i don't feel nearly as unsafe as i did out there it was so vulnerable i felt so vulnerable it was so exciting i love that shit can't wait to not do it for a long time <laughs> oh, it was fun though it was fucking awesome i think the next move next time we go we're just gonna just roll up there do a little bit of skateboarding during the day get like airbnb and palm springs which is right next to desert hot springs desert hot springs one of the worst places in the country top 100 most dangerous cities in in america go right over the freeway Palm Springs, goddamn tourist destination, vacation spot, old people retirement place, modern architecture. There's a movie named after it. It's amazing. I, we drove through it for a second and turned around just to go home. I really liked the way it looked. And I was like, I could fucking kick it here. Kylie's like, I could never live here. And I'm like, "Mm, me neither. You know, obviously it's so fucking windy. There's like a thousand goddamn wind turbines out there. Oh man, that's not even all the, all the story. That's just like all that's interesting to me. I'm I'm gonna have one of the one of the boys on here. Hopefully Garrett, cocksucker, will come on here, and we can get him to fill in some fucking part of the trip. I also just love to love to hear what part of the camping trip like you know was special to him. You know, getting to spend it with his lady, getting to spend it with me, whatever. <laughs> <sighs> Dude, why is this buffering? I was, it was fucking, we were fine. God, some of these guys like get their ass kicked real quick. But now the fucking thing is buffering. And this is before Bruce buffer, so I can't say it's Bruce buffering. (sighs) Anyways, I got some fucking laundry to fold and shit. (sighs) Some dishes to do. Oh, some messes to clean up. I'm a filthy animal. Kylie and Hannah come back tomorrow. I better get the place looking semi-decent. Guys, thank you for listening. Uh, hope you're enjoying this year's episode so far. Hope you enjoyed the episode with Will. Hope you enjoyed the episode with Bruno. Um, I got a new guest next week, so look forward to that. And just ahead of time, um, I'll probably be posting this right around uh, right around the 14th. So uh, happy birthday, Kylie. I love you. And to all my listeners, I'll see you next time.